Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. How long gone? Good morning from Seoul. It is 4.46 a.m. Them jeans, how you feeling? Is it really 4.46? Okay, and how long have you been up for? (laughs) I'm feeling fine. I'm feeling okay. I woke up at 3. I felt like shit the entire time I've been here, if I'm being completely honest with you and our our wonderful listeners. Um, So I was up at like 3, blasting off some emails, you know what I mean, having a couple of iced Americanos, popular drink here in Seoul. (laughs) um and just you know jason just living my life bro you know that's all okay is um wow where does <laughs> one begin? um shit okay this is kind of crazy that you're doing this uh, are you going to leave soon to where it, your body will never adjust to the time zone that's the plan i mean i i think there's that's the only way I mean, the four is a fifteen-hour and forty-five-minute flight direct Korean Air from JFK to to Seoul, and then mm-hmm. you know a, a solid hour from the from the airport to the hotel, and then it's been nonstop activations. Um, but I have learned a lot and seen a lot um, as it pertains to the K-pop universe, which <laughs> I am now um, more accustomed to. I wouldn't say expert, but I am I am more familiar now with the inner workings. You, and you, as, you know a hell of a lot more than you did last Tuesday. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Is what I, you're telling me. I was able to try the new Coca-Cola K-Wave flavor inspired by the connection that K-pop has with its fans. Okay. Um, so, I, you know, my life is different now, Jason. I'm different. Okay. I'm coming back different. Okay, so I want to hear about k-wave the new coca-cola flavor inspired by uh pop music i don't k-wave is an interesting it kind of sounds like a korean radio station that plays adult contemporary it sounds like uh, a a black hairstyle um but more on that later yes it yes it does yes i want to know so you we'll round it up 16 hour direct (laughs) jfk to seoul yeah. I want to know what the plane experience was. What what was our seating situation? Double decker, single decker? Yeah, the the plane actually, I mean it's not the newest plane, but it is a double decker. So I read on one of my little points guy websites that you want to mm-hmm. get a window seat on the top floor, which I did and it felt it kind of feels like you're on a private plane cuz it's like you know, 15, maybe 20 seats total and it's huge. And it's just like, it, it's nice. It's nice. Walk me through your class system seating arrangement. I believe we were prestige, but I think there was first on the on the bottom level, which is like the full suite move, which okay. honestly, obviously I would like, but I, I don't know how much it, I, I don't know how much different, unless there's a shower in there. I don't give a fuck. Right. Okay. So, so you, you got the, the penultimate second to best seating option on the plane, Yes. which, w- yes. which is the equivalent yes. of. The best on a normal airplane situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it's this serious, I mean, 
the the flight attendants couldn't get over the fact that I wouldn't eat anything. They kind of wouldn't <laughs> leave me alone. Um, but I'm like, I can't have I can't have beef ramen on the plane right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just not gonna. So it's not gonna work. What, it, for it was me. a classic harmony hul- situation. Which uh, loosely translates to a grandma in in Korean, <laughs> and this okay. Korean these Korean grandmas were telling you both that you need to eat as well as that you are too fat. Is that sort of what happened? Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. It was there was some shame involved, um, but they they mm-hmm. they kept the Perrier flowing, so I was nice and lubricated, and I I you know I did something I'd never done before. Um, because I knew this flight was bad, and I also read that the entertainment selections on Korean Air are not up to snuff. Oh. I, w- I downloaded stuff on Netflix and HBO Max onto my phone, mm. and then because you can't you can't do it on your computer, so I was able to see all of the new Love Is Blind, um, you know, back to back. So I didn't it didn't make me feel crazy or anything okay. to watch that. <laughs> okay, did you? So you can only download and watch ahead of time on a mobile device. So phone or iPad, not on the desktop. It makes sense. Exactly. Exactly. Because I, I tried to do it on the computer and it was so tough. And I was like, what's the problem? But I, I mean, I, the the flight honestly was, it was long as fuck, but it was kind of fine. I, I don't know. Like the, the, the plane the, was so big that like there was a full section where I, I like did a, I, I held a squat for a minute. You know what I mean? It was like that big. They had a little area with some TRX bands and like you <laughs> yeah, they had some, kind of get yeah, after it a little bit. They had some resistance bands, just light <laughs> kettlebells. It wasn't anything crazy. Um, well, well, but yeah, yeah so it was, it's on an airplane. But I tell you what, man, these these motherfuckers got this shit dialed in, bro. Like I, I've You're never talking about just Korean people in general with life. I'm talking about Coca-Cola. I'm talking okay. about I get off the plane. There's a there's a guy there with a sign. He hands me a, a laminate. He fucking has on a custom like staff only coca-cola like k-wave limited edition puffer <laughs> okay okay like they're all and they honestly look he pretty said, good you ain't got these yeah he said you ain't got these um and then i was i was paired up with some other friends of the brand so i've, I've made some great friends with a hot 27 year old uh pop star from oslo okay um and as well as a 21 year old uh, travel TikTok influencer from England by way of Spain. So I've, I've expanded my network as well. <laughs> okay. So you have a new chosen family in your life as, yes, a, me- yeah, as a media yeah, yeah, yeah. influencer. Okay, how many of these people I, are media types like you and how many of them are just influencers? Barely any are, are like me. Most are influencers and it's really interesting because they're so, they're, it's so global and being in a group of people where you're the only one basically not filming every move you make is fascinating. Yeah. It's it, honestly, it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, and these people all, I'm like, Oh, I've never heard it. And then I look it up and it's like 3 million followers. You know, it's no, it's like, right, sure, it sure, ain't sure. a game. It ain't a game. But yeah, there's, um, but I'm, I'm like making these new friends. Uh, it's interesting to understand the inner workings of the Oslo, uh, music scene. You know something that I had never kind of looked into. Um, so I'm just I'm I'm learning. Okay. <laughs> I'm listening and I'm learning. But I have some I have some free time later this afternoon. So I'm going to go to the mall that Cho told me about, which is like the nicest mall here, which is probably by also the nicest mall in the world, probably. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's malls everywhere, but this one apparently is the one. And I was like, what makes this one nicer? He's like, well, the other ones are Louis Vuitton. This is Chanel. And I'm like, well, that's pretty. <laughs> That's a pretty high. Okay. <laughs> the lower we're tier. Hairs. Yeah, yeah, we're splitting hairs. But yeah, I'm gonna go there. And there's a ten. Cor- there's a Corso Como here that's apparently nice. There's a Noah store. There's a Palace store. 
I'm gonna try to check out some local, kinfolk local. Yeah, I'm gonna. I know. I talked to Kyle Chaka about that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to do some stuff. But I feel. I mean, I just feel insane. So I don't know how much how how much I can physically. When take. do you When do you leave? Uh, tomorrow morning after we podcast at a similar time. <laughs> straight to the air. Straight to straight to the airport. Then back to New York for one day, uh, where I am. Uh, I have been. I've been asked and I have accepted to attend the Charlie XCX boiler room. Oh, which, jealous. <laughs> which she said she was like, you can say no. I know you don't want to come to this. Mm-hmm. It was basically her. But but I said, no, I think I need to check it out. I'm bringing Jake. I'm bringing a young person. And um, who? I plan to stay for about an hour, hour and a half. I, my friend Jacob, who likes her and also okay. like parties. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's okay. Okay reasonable and then, and then we go to and then not, we not not no 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 he he couldn't handle that um and then uh and then tj and, and then you and i are reunited in beautiful mexico mm-hmm. Fue a la Cancun. have you have you, pre- um, have you pre- for the uh, the hotel edition <laughs> have you prepared your have you prepared your uh dj set you have your record box out like where are we at not yet not yet i just got back okay, from okay. i was i was in uh wine country for a little belated Valentine's Day for the last day, um, so it just took it was, it's been pouring rain, still is, and just sort of drove and through the floods for a few hours to wine country, <laughs> and uh, beautiful. <laughs> had some had some some food at, at a couple of restaurants, and uh, and then kind of drove home in the rain today. Okay, that sounds great. How was? And now it's still raining. How was? Uh, how what's it called? Bells. Yeah, I went to Bell's and Bar Le Cote. And I think I saw our guest was was in Ojai this weekend as well. So we were both kind of bopping around. But she does the she, she does the restaurant at uh the Ojai Valley Inn. Oh, I actually didn't know that. Should know that. Um yeah, she does the yeah. uh, restaurant at the Ojai Valley Inn. So you know I just fixed it in post. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it makes sense. It's t- it totally makes sense that she was there. She does the restaurant. Yeah, it'd be weird if she wasn't. Uh but it was yeah it it was it's the cool part about being over there is number one i'm a sideways freak so it's cool to like drive past <laughs> the hitching post in buellton to see where yeah of course of where course. the god of kind of dragged his heels past the chevy dealership begrudgingly to go try to get some some puss at the post of course um you know, I, I had never. It's it's so and it's so close. It's like an hour and a half drive when it's not a torrential downpour. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You, so it, it really you, you feel. I don't know. You feel like you're in another state or another country in in many ways. It just looks completely different. And it like literally with no yeah. traffic and the way I I drive, it's it's ninety minutes as the crow flies. Oh shit. I mean, I, I'm, I'm look. I know you went Lewis Hamilton mode. Like I've 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 gotten to long. I've driven to Long Beach. <laughs> it's taken longer, more time than it, than I could do. Okay, so yeah, it's crazy. I mean, so it's a whole other world. Even with the and the wine is cheaper there. Yeah, well, of course, it's like you're going to the source. You know, that that kind of makes sense. The the import duties and stuff are, are not a non factor. So well, I, I think what it is is all the people there. They all work in the biz and they know how much everything costs. And they're just sure, like, you so can't like, scam a scammer. So like. Yeah. I, I sell this wine myself and I know how much it costs. So, <laughs> yeah, so it's, yeah, yeah, it's cool to be drinking like like good wine for like, you know, 40 bucks a bottle. That is that is nice. And I'm glad that doesn't get you piss in LA. Uh, no, it, it really doesn't. You go to Lolo. Oh, they're looking to 100 minimum. Um, well, I'm glad you made it. I'm glad you made <sighs> I'm it. At back. A, I'm at all time. They're raping my ass. Oh, 
All time. Those prices are something else. Remember when we went to All Time with George and they're like, <laughs> the, old, the 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 wines by the glass. It's just a red, a white, and an orange. That's it. And they're like, would you like to would you like to sample the orange? And I was like, it's the only wine you sell. So just give pour it in the glass <laughs> and give it to me. There's no what read. Choice, like, what, cho- <laughs> what choice do I have? What fucking choice do I have? Just I'll give take me the, the shit. The, the wine, the the wine, the wet, the wet wine that comes in a glass, please. Uh, yesterday, I did experience something at the the hotel has a, like a pretty insane breakfast spread with both Korean and American delicacies available. Oh, continental! I witnessed a couple, uh, like a, a trend. First of all, everyone like has a look here. Everyone looks good. Like they, they're it's the number one yeah. place in the world for credit card debt because they all are dripping. And really, um, yeah, that's true. Um, so like the, it's just crazy. Like the breakfast room, every single person is in fucking Tom Brown, ERL, like mm-hmm. our legacy new balance, you know, it's a whole thing. But then mm-hmm. I noticed that a trend where the male of, of a couple <laughs> was eating duck for breakfast and the female in the couple was having like a bread pudding and a waffle. <laughs> and I saw this a couple times and these people <laughs> look great. And I'm like, how do you eat? <laughs> this kind of shit for breakfast and and look like that like it's unbelievable it's like when you go to scandinavia and they all eat the fucking buns every right. day and they're so hot i just don't understand every day i have doesn't make sense bu- uh butter and cheese for breakfast and three, four <laughs> cigarettes. but watch it watching a guy with like an hermes belt on eat duck for <laughs> for, for breakfast was real i was like hey, Damn, duck this for is- brains but i mean i guess <laughs> duck for breakfast is you know it, it's there's a lot of healthy fats in there. And yeah, it's, no, it's, it's not it's protein, that. It, blah, blah, blah. It's not that crazy. It's the, it's the eating creme brulee French toast every day. for. <laughs> that, that'll get you. That'll get is you. What doesn't, <laughs> that makes less sense to me. And I, we can also talk to our, our guest about that as well. A, a snatched petite queen who has sort of made and eaten nothing but pasta yeah. and bread her whole life right she's she's just she's the original sourdough influencer which is <laughs> mm-hmm. something that uh, you can't say for many people our get yeah our guest today is nancy silverton um she's a chef that, that you guys have probably heard of um and she owns a handful of restaurants in la uh osteria moza pizzeria moza uh how do you say it kispaka Kispaka. Uh, yeah, and, and she's had a bunch of other restaurants over the years. Yeah, you know, obviously down in Ojai. Um, started La Brea Bakery. She's really known and done it all. She's she's kind of the queen of LA cuisine. I've hung out there a couple times. I'm not a big fan of TJ, so we'll see how this shakes out. <laughs> I sent her a DM saying, "Hey, you ready to pod today?" And she left me on red. So. You know things are going well. She's also a, uh, if you if you don't live in LA, you know go to Whole Foods. They got Nancy's. Uh, she makes a nice kind of gelato. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Oh it's good. And they have one. I think it's sort of based on the the butterscotch budino that you can get over at Mozo. You've had that before, right? Oh, have I had that, Jason? Come on. The budino that is the sky blue, Chief. I mean, come on. Okay, all right. Let's give let's give Nancy a buzz. How long gone? is brought to you by our dear friends at BetterHelp, Jason. BetterHelp, you know, the summer travel season is coming up. Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent. So for maybe the first half of our sweet sessions, we were spent off, obviously off clock, going through, you know, hotels, ferries, <laughs> car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. 
I have two wives inside of me. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, so uh, it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists. You get one that you really like. You guys are gossiping. You guys are chit-chatting. You guys are talking about your personal interests. Next thing you know, it's time to actually do the work. So it feels good building those uh, mental health relationships with people you actually like. And on BetterHelp, there are so many different therapists to choose from. I don't like anyone. If you're thinking of starting <laughs> therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash how long today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash how long. Nice. How Long Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh-oh. And internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead, give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with considerably less shedding. Thank God. Take the first step <laughs> to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code how long? All one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got Raf on the nut. <laughs> Dot com promo code how long. That's Nutrafol.com promo code how long. So where are you? What part of the world? Um, I'm actually in Korea right now. <laughs> wow. Uh, um, it's yeah, it's five a.m. for me in Seoul. What are you doing there? Uh, I was invited here by our good friends at the Coca-Cola Bottling Company. <laughs> um, they are releasing a new flavor inspired by the sounds of K-pop. <laughs> so I have been um, I have been learning a lot about K-pop as well as the Coca-Cola Bottling Company. Do you have any Coke stories you want to share? Cocaine or Coke? Which one? Uh, well, <laughs> well uh, either yes. one. I'll, I'll, tell yeah, yeah. I'll tell you my cocaine story, but no. But um, but just out of curiosity, is that because cause you asked me about headphones and then you asked me about what if I wanted to listen to music? Are you both um, music like driven or something is that a component of what you do <laughs> that that i would say that's a component of what we do jason is a is a dj for many many years and um i used to be in the music business and i'm also just a big music appreciator wow so it is a part of it's a part of our it's it's part of our front line i would say mm. but oh. i also i mostly use headphones to listen to podcasts and to edit this podcast nowadays but well then back to music that's the other thing it's so funny one of the questions that no matter where in the world i am and no matter what the magazine is that's interviewing me or the or the newspaper one of the questions is what is your playlist and it's like i don't have a playlist who said i have to have a playlist you know <laughs> um but i'm rare in that of today's world maybe my generation you know i think i'm just rare in that i don't have a playlist i like one voice 
one instrument. Mm, okay, okay, so you're okay. So okay, so you're like a Dylan unplugged, like Joni Mitchell. You got it. You got it. Okay. You, okay, and maybe maybe if it's a duo, it's Loggins and Messina, but that's like okay. about it. because I like classical music. And I, and that's what I love in the morning when I'm in Italy. I don't listen to music in my house in Los Angeles at all. Mm -hmm. But in Italy, uh, my favorite thing to do is to wake up in the morning and um, go to my Spotify and put on uh, classical music. Love it. If you ask me what are my favorite, who are my favorite composers and what are my favorite sonatas, I wouldn't be able to tell you. I just I like the genre of classical. Yeah. And when I'm in Italy cooking, I will put on. And I do have my own Spotify music. And whenever I hear a song I like, I add it. So I have like, you know, 500 songs on them that are so random. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, besides my classical, I love words. You know, I like lyrics. Mm -hmm. Oh, so, okay. That, that's uh, okay. So you're paying attention. Yeah. And that's what really um, sort of draws me in. And so when I hear some of the music, that is appreciated today. I just don't get it. I really don't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I'm like, what is this? Is this electronic or is this heavy metal? I don't even know what the music. <laughs> is. I am so uh, detached from that world. I kind of, I kind of like this because I never meet people like you, except for my <laughs> my own my own father, who historically right. historically has driven to work for thirty years in silence. Yes, um, bo too. both I, ways. Yeah, and you know why? And I'll tell you why my drive in silence. Another thing, and I'll tell you, I can't stand the fact that you can't turn a radio on and turn a radio off and press a button. That it's so complicated to get the music on your car. I'd rather just not even deal with it and drive with your father in silence. Okay, well, I think it's look <laughs> if if you ha I think it's probably because your Maserati is so new, the technology is different. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. But, but so, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I agree with you. I, I struggle with Bluetooth connectivity issues in my car in, in Los Angeles as well. Yeah, and it it, it is a, a real problem, and sometimes it doesn't register, and it does make me want to put my head through the windshield. Um, but I, are you a do you use Google Maps or do you just know where you're going? No. I don't know how to do it, and okay. <laughs> I just don't. And what I, but you know what I do know how to do? What I'm good at? Driving drunk? <laughs> at making, at driving drunk, and, and making friends with people under 30. And they do all that for me. All I do is hand them something and say, you do it. Okay, so you keep a harem of, you keep a harem of youngins yes. around. Teenagers. To get yes. to get your digital tasks accomplished, not in an Epstein kind of way though, but in in a healthy, <laughs> no. productive way. No, okay. it's a really healthy way. <laughs> Everything happens with my clothes on, but <laughs> I can't. The world has gone beyond what I am capable of understanding, and so it's so I just grab the closest teenager and just say, "You do it." This is cool. <laughs> this is cool because I, I I feel like every everybody likes to feel needed. Yeah. And if if it's if it's easy for you to help Aunt Nancy with her phone, then that's a that's a good feeling. That feel you know that feels like you're really helping someone because I'm sure you seem helpless and desperate. I do, but you know, but what <laughs> happens is I see the old mother in me talking to my kids when they were younger, and them trying to work out something, and me trying to give them the tools to be able to figure something out and that it takes a little bit of effort, but then you can do it. Mm -hmm. And me in my old mother, I've just 
given up on even trying to figure out how to use Google Maps or how to use Bluetooth or how to stay relevant, you know, um, because I just don't have the patience, the time, and, and most of the time I don't have the interest. <laughs> so I'd rather not figure out how to do the, the um, <laughs> this, anything in the car, and I'd rather just drive in silence you've, you've made it this far in life and also uh, a person in your situation yeah, yeah running multiple businesses you have become a master delegator it's the only way you're able to function and survive so why not keep delegating to these young people right. you can give them a little focaccia at the end of the week they're happy right yeah <laughs> exactly um, but i do need to know about this new coca-cola brand i mean so is something that's only going to be and i'll tell you why in a second but is this only going to be available in korea i i don't know exactly i don't think so it, it just came out yesterday like i was at a press conference with like 300 members of local korean media um and it's described as a fruity fantasy <laughs> is the is the flavor so it's you know it's a baseline of classic coca-cola with some sprinklings of ingredients inspired by the k-pop universe is what i've been told it's also sugar-free yes it is sugar-free but so when you say the k-pop universe so what is what is that what does that mean because it's, it's a great it's a great question it's a great question nancy and i i thought the same how do four girls wearing mini skirts uh affect the flavor of coca-cola <laughs> yeah, is your question exactly. that's a very good question yeah they they linked up with a k-pop legend this guy jyp and his company and they they made a music video and song with all of his artists that was sponsored by Coca-Cola. And I have to say the song is pretty catchy. I, I, the video premiered yesterday <laughs> and I'm not really a K-pop head and I do remember the chorus. Oh, wow. But how does it take, what, how did they get that flavor in the can? You know, I asked, <laughs> I asked the CMO this yesterday and I think that, that those scientists and at the Coca-Cola company in beautiful Atlanta, Georgia are keeping that close to the vest. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not exactly sure. Um, but I think that there's Korean food, as you know, is so flavorful and there's so many elements yeah, to it. Exactly. I feel like it, it wouldn't be that hard. You know, it's not that hard to find something. <laughs> but they're more savory now. I, look, I'm not an expert. In fact, it's been really tough for me to eat here as a vegetarian. They don't really understand what that means. Um, but yes, I would. I think savory is more. I mean, I had a nice kind of like Korean pancake last night, which was basically just greens. You know what I mean? In a, in a circle shape crispy mm, mm, mm. which was green very onion, very pancake nice kind of thing? yeah exactly it was good yeah it was very good but i don't want my coca-cola to taste like green onion personally exactly did you like the coca-cola yeah it's good i mean it's it's coca-cola is a delicious treat occasionally you know but i i was saying this yesterday but like growing up i grew up in atlanta so it's like in my blood and my mom in the 90s you know my mom would drink six or seven cokes a day wow like it was nothing you know, and she looked good too, which is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> many moms did. Do you have a? Do you drink? No, I don't drink it only because you know I just think of how bad it is for you, and I think of the calories and the sugar. But I got to tell you, if if it was, um, if it didn't have calories, it didn't have sugar, and it was just the flavor profile on a hot day over ice, yeah, a Coke, and not a Coke substitute because they're terrible. You know, nobody has no. achieved mm -hmm. anything. Mm -hmm. Full fat Coca Cola only, classic yeah. tradition. You have to, in my opinion, the best way to eat it is you're hungover, pepperoni pizza or a cheeseburger, yeah. ice cold Coke over, you know, yeah, yeah. in the glass. Nothing better. But I am opening up this, um, I don't know why, this 
tiny <laughs> pasta bar in Koreatown. Oh, really? Okay, in Los Angeles. In Los yeah, Angeles. In Los Angeles. And I wanted to call it K-pop pasta, but it's not. It's some crazy Korean jargon for something else. I don't think I would ever even remember the name. But anyway, I was thinking about that Coca-Cola. If they that maybe I would do something with that Coca-Cola if it's something that's going to be available. I'll set you up. I'll set you up with our friends over at, at Coca-Cola. We can get we can get that moving. What is this? It would be our pleasure. Why are you opening a pasta restaurant in Koreatown, if you don't mind me asking? Do you know, are you, are you both from Atlanta? Does anyone live in L.A. over there? Yeah, we, we no, bo- I live in L.A. Yeah, we, bo- okay. we both live in L.A., part, at least some of the time. Where do you live? What part of town? I, I live in Glendale. I've, I've been on the east side my whole life. So Silver Lake, Atwater, Glendale. But yeah, I've, 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 been, I've been to all of your restaurants many times. I live I live in West Hollywood, spitting distance from Moza and your other members of your empire. <laughs> well, in Glendale, do you go to that wonderful Armenian bread place called Hots? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been there. Um, the one where they roll up the greens inside of it? Yes. I was thinking of your Korean pancake. Yeah. Um, but in K-Town, there's a young, I guess he's an entrepreneur. He has a couple businesses there, a nightclub. And then he opened up, which I went to look at it a couple of years ago, which was, I don't understand the the, the joy behind that, but it's that axe throwing bar. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so if you want to let off some steam, you go in, you pay your money, you mm. throw axes, and you kind of try to forget about your problems. Yeah. A fly-by-night trend that I'm surprised is yeah. still sort of existing. Yeah, exactly. No so, pun intended with the fly So he is obsessed with my partner, Joe Bastianich, and loves pasta. Sure. And convinced Joe, my partner, to partner with him, meaning me too, in a pasta restaurant in Koreatown. And so that's why. Because you need another restaurant in L.A., right, Nancy? Well, first of all, I need another. Yeah, I need another <laughs> restaurant in L.A. But see, my whole thing is, oh, okay. So let me research this and try to develop sort of a fusion that actually works. That could be interesting. Mm-hmm. But it's not what he wants. He wants just a regular pasta restaurant. My feeling is, why do you need just a regular pasta restaurant where you can get, you know, carbonara or Cacio Pepe or, you know, whatever, Amatriciana. Mm-hmm. In Koreatown, it makes just zero sense. Why not go 10 minutes north and go to mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I don't understand this. So I think I have to fight a little bit more for some of these well, I, Korean flavors. I, well, I mean, you've had the, you've had like the, 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 the noodles with black bean paste before. It's kind of a Korean Chinese yeah. Fusion dish. Yeah. That one's pretty good. But something like that. But also do Korean I, th- I think I think Korean people in, in general love the traditional authentic version of it and maybe not necessarily a fusion version of it. So right, but they can't all over town, you know. So why not get the yeah. the people that are visiting Koreatown that love the energy of being in Koreatown mm-hmm. and have them also want to try something where they're getting a little bit of Korean and a little bit of Italian. So not just geared towards yeah. the Korean neighborhood because there's so many people that go to Koreatown now, you know, yeah. so many non-Koreans that live in that area. Because again, it's not like I'm bringing something to them, to their neighborhood because they live so far away 
from yeah they live seven minutes from silver lake it's not yeah the other side of the world it's not that serious the parking's bad everywhere just pick your poison yeah, that's yeah exactly that's true that's true <laughs> what what's the timeline are we on are, like maybe fall fall okay all right well we'll look out for it i'll um i'll take an uber to koreatown you know and try out this pasta restaurant i'm not opposed to it <laughs> yeah maybe you can um figure out how pasta you know the traditional pastas play with the korean drinking culture perhaps yeah i don't know you know we'll, we'll do you know chianti bombs <laughs> instead right. of uh soju or soju yeah or that sounds delicious <laughs> <laughs> you know maybe some fernet some amara who knows yeah exactly this is exciting yeah so, well i mean actually speaking of me rudely saying like you need another restaurant your <laughs> your podcast the intro of it you you sort of say like you i'm the world's busiest chef or something like that oh that's the, oh, oh oh sorry yeah and that you know i wouldn't have said that myself by the way that was written yeah. for me as you could probably tell <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Uh, I I assume like, so. okay, I'll, I'll take that you know um i <laughs> I pick my arguments, but so I am not yeah. the world's busiest chef, but it is true that I am, that I am busy, but you know what? I still have my hands in everything that I have going on. And I just am like sort of tuned into when I see a new item on the menu at one of my restaurants, uh, overseas, you know, I'll be able to say right away if I like it or not, or hold off until I'm in town so I can taste it or, you know, send a photo. But I notice that, you know, each and every day. I was just, I have a restaurant that I opened nine months ago in um, Riyadh. That's Saudi Arabia, if you sure. don't know where Riyadh is. Oh, okay. I like this. Getting that blood money, baby. Let's go. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Career World is a new cookbook written by Dookie Hong and friend of the show Matt Rodbard. The New York Times best-selling authors of the book Koreatown. Korea World is a vibrant exploration of the evolution of Korean cuisine, both in Korea and in Korea towns across the United States, with more than 75 bold, flavor-packed recipes and stunning photography. The authors take an inside look at the exciting evolution of Korean food through stories of chefs, home cooks, as well as recipes that are shaping modern Korean cuisine. The book begins in Seoul, where the barbecue scene is pushing into new territory and where the city's third wave coffee culture is exploding the tour continues with late night food adventures in los angeles my hometown and stops into the kitchens of innovative chefs from new york city to portland who are putting modern spins on korean classics recipes include giant short ribs whole fried smash rockfish and pineapple kimchi fried rice i'm sad i didn't get to name the foods and you did <laughs> korea world is essential reading for anyone curious about the future of food available wherever books are sold I was just there, but you know, it's just interesting, you know, I mean, it's really easy to take a brand and not watch over your brand. But my feeling is if I'm going to go to the trouble of being a busy person, then I need to take after and look after what I have. And so I do. And, you know, you go to these places where we have very competent chefs that are leading them. And yet 
things slip and things change and they don't even know they're changing. You know, I was looking at this chicken dish that they do at one that's the same as in Kispaka because it's a Kispaka that I opened at mm. um Mm, mm. And, and it's a dish that is, um, you know, a, a chicken dish, half a chicken that's served on bread, a chicken toast, you know? Yeah, um, classic. And I would say, wow, this looks so much better here. I mean, the version, because the chicken is the right size. I find the one that we use in Los Angeles way too big and mm -hmm. all different reasons. And then I go to taste it and it's like, why is there brown sugar in this dish? And one of the cooks decided that the sauce needed brown sugar, right? So the chef obviously wasn't tasting the food or didn't notice, but, you know, I need to travel halfway around the world to realize they're putting brown sugar in the sauce, but at least I bring it back so that when people go to my restaurants in around the world, they know that they've eaten that dish somewhere else. And that's not true, I think, with a lot of other restaurants or empires that sometimes I'll go to. It's like, okay. That guy's dialing in because if they knew what was happening here, they'd be pretty right. ashamed. The continuity. I mean, that's, I guess that's a thing that you have to think of when you're scaling on this global level. You kind of have to think like a Din Tai Fung, uh, you know, where people know and expect these dishes. The, the focaccia de Reca has to taste the same as it yep. does everywhere or else you failed, you know? Yep. Brown sugar and the roast chicken. That's that's a that's that's fucked up. If you ask yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know much about cooking, but that sounds fucked up to, even to a layman. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Hopefully, his punishment was swift and severe over there. No, it was just that. Don't put brown sugar in this. <laughs> <laughs> How will I put it this way? It was swift. Okay. Uh, like, okay. You, you took you took <laughs> care of business. You took care of business. Yeah. You, so even though you are very busy and you are traveling the globe and you are taste testing in Saudi Arabia, why why did you start a podcast? Yeah. You know, everything. Um, I don't usually have an idea of some. I, I don't look at myself as an entrepreneur. You know, the few things that I do that don't have to do with my immediate, say, one restaurant and ends up being a second restaurant or a mm -hmm. cookbook or a podcast is the idea comes to me. And if I think it's a good idea, it's like, sure, I'll do that. And that was what was with the podcast. So as you know, my co-hosts, um, Laurie Choa mm -hmm. and Ruth Reichel are good friends of mine. And, and Ruth Reichel comes to Los Angeles, uh, except for this year, had been coming to Los Angeles for three months for the past eight years to get away from the cold of of New York. She's been wintering here. Yeah, yeah, she's been wintering here. And then Lori and Ruth and I are all good, you know, very good friends. And we walk together and we talk about exactly the nonsense uh, and unscripted versions mm -hmm. of what is on the <laughs> podcast. Um, so what had happened is Ruth, uh, I think it was a year, yeah, last time she was here, I guess, was talking to uh, Lori and I and saying that she was in the midst of formulating a podcast with another co-host on a completely different subject. And she was just not into it, had really had cold feet about it. And so she kind of was asking the advice of her, of her son, who is someone that she really trusts his opinion of what today's world and what people of today really want. Mm -hmm. And he said to her, nobody cares about this podcast that you want to do what people would really love to be would be that fly on the wall when you and nancy and Lori are taking your walks and so that's how it was presented to me she went back to the people that were going to do the podcast and said i don't want to do that podcast 
but what do you think about this idea? And they loved it. So she came to Lori and I and said, look, what if we did this podcast? Obviously unscripted, but Mm -hmm. just talked about whatever it is we talk about on the walk and see how it goes. And that's really how it came to be. I've never listened to a podcast. And for the same reason, I don't listen to um, my (laughs) music in my car. I don't know how to access a podcast. So, Okay. Have you ever listened to your podcast? Never. I'm getting turned on. Very, very cool. I'm embarrassed that I've listened to my own, but I've, I've, I've since not. You know, I sense I don't I don't do it anymore. So, There's no point. And, it, and it's fun because a lot of times people love to, you know, sit around and gossip with their friends and catch up. But in today's busy world, it's hard to find the time to do that. And a podcast really does sort of create an excuse or a reason to do it because, you know, you can make some make some bucks around it. And yeah. people really do just love hearing the hens clucking at the end of the day, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's lovely to, to take the time to sit down with Lori and Ruth, even Lori, who lives in the same town. Mm-hmm. I don't see enough, you know, so yeah. it is fun. Um, quick detour. You mentioned you had a cocaine story and I would like to hear it. <laughs> okay, so my cocaine story is this. First of all, luckily, it's a, a it wouldn't happen today because I'm not a cocaine user, but I am very comfortable <laughs> and free to say that I was at one time. That makes that makes three of us. So go ahead. <laughs> the cocaine story is when in 1985, I was getting ready to move to New York and I needed, so I decided to have a garage sale and sell everything um, and, and um, to, well, to get rid of it. And then buy money to get some cocaine. So I sold, <laughs> I sold my, this is when you have perjures remorse. I sold my copper Pavoni espresso machine for probably $125. Oof. And I really regret it. I wish, how much cocaine could you buy for $125? that's that i mean in that era probably more obviously but well that's kind of that's kind of the thing about cocaine is it has sort of stayed the same price uh, adjusted with inflation the whole time like it's always been kind of expensive and that's why people like it oh how do you what's it called how do you buy it like in uh i mean i don't mean eight eight ball i I, you could get an eight ball ball or a gram eight ball is the uh, a big boy that's for you in the that that is one eighth of an ounce that's 3.5 grams if we're speaking in baking terms for you (laughs) No, but how else would you like? Let's say when you let me try to think of other drugs that one would buy. That was the only drug that I like. I mean, I didn't, I never tried LSD or mushrooms or anything like that. Mm. But wait, how did you buy a gram? Is that how you bought a gram? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How much is a gram of coke? How much was a gram of coke? 60, 60 80 bucks, depending on the quality, Chris. Right. Yeah, I mean, in my in my day, it was so 40, cheap. but I was it was stepped on, so 60 is probably better. Wow. You weren't by, you weren't getting a lot. That's for sure. No, and I, I wish I. And so whenever I see a Pavoni, old school one handle <laughs> machine, I just that's my, my. It's like wow. If I only didn't sell it for cocaine, I would have still. <laughs> Every time you see that copper espresso machine, you start getting a little post nasal drip. <laughs> yeah, you start talking you about starting it. a band. <laughs> yes, <right. laughs> Trying to organize my playlist. Eighty-five. That is primo cocaine using years. L.A. and eighty-five. Yeah. You know, Brett Easton Ellis era, less than zero. Where did you work? What were you doing then? I was working at. Uh, Oh, I was working at Spago Restaurant, and um, okay. I was moving to New York to re 
do the menu with my then husband, uh, Mark Peel, at Maxwell's Plum in New York. Okay, okay, that, that sounds that sounds about right then. I think for that yeah. era, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, it, it was appropriate. It was appropriate for that area era, not appropriate anymore. But it was a, yeah. not age appropriate for me anymore, or appropriate anymore. But yeah, it was definitely appropriate for my era <laughs> for that time. I, I, I wanted to talk to you about clothes because I know you are into clothes, and I remember seeing you on TV a couple of years ago in like a wild kind of Marnie look. Ooh. So I just wanted to know, like, you seem like you really be shopping. So I would love to hear more about some of your habits. Yeah, how much? How much money you spent at Comb? More than <laughs> I spent at Comb. Much more than I spent um, on cocaine. How about that? Okay, sure, sure, <laughs> sure. That is a really good point. I think I, you know what? Financially, I think that I should get back into coke. And <laughs> it will save you money. <laughs> And give up my my obsession, but you know what? I guess it's one addiction, right? Yeah, yeah. One addiction leads to the next. I think I gave up coke and I got addicted to shopping. Where do you shop in L.A.? Or they just bring it to you at this? Tell point? you, I'll tell you where I shop in L.A. And the other part that's dangerous about it is the owner of the shop is a super. I mean, really one of my closest friends. And so the problem is, it's like you go to your friend's house and you go in and. Uh, you um, visit and then you leave and it doesn't cost you. I go to my friends to say, oh, and I leave $2,000 a poorer. <laughs> um, in the hole. But I'll tell you something that got really bad in during uh, around 19, I mean, 2020. Okay. 2020, when I couldn't go to shops, one thing I did discover, at, and, I'm, and I'm really good at finding, but then I have to grab the teenager to actually buy it because I don't know how to buy <laughs> But shopping on the internet and buying um, designer, like, you know, vintage Gucci dresses uh-huh. are fantastic. Sure, of course. <laughs> so sure. much yeah. better than contemporary. <laughs> and um, I got addicted to buying Gucci vintage dresses. Um, but again, I can't buy it because I'm afraid I'm going to press the wrong button and something, you know, it's like I ordered 10 of them or something. So I <laughs> I buy them, but I find them and then I have I grab someone to buy it for me. Is this on the real real? No, I don't. Well, no, some do, but I don't really find it on there. I find them on like um, websites like Vestier and mm-hmm. First Dibs and mm-hmm. um Mm-hmm. Far fetched and okay. I always forget that I always forget that right. first dibs has has clothes as well as furniture and objects day art. <laughs> yeah, and I learned about it, and that's funny that you said it because the first thing I ever bought on first dibs was the most fantastic vintage Issei Miyake piece that is an art piece. Mm. And I bought it on first dibs, and it is breathtakingly beautiful. But my shop in um, L.A. It's called Noodle Stories. It's on Third. Oh yeah, yeah. I know Noodle Stories. I've been there. I've been there uh, before. Yeah, I know exactly what the, you're talking about. Those beautifully curated shop of women's clothing that I've ever really been in. That every single thing you want, and a lot of the brands are brands that maybe other people have. She doesn't have any um, designer brands. There's no, you know, Dior, no Gucci, no yeah, yeah, yeah. Prada, anything like that. It's, you know, but they're all, It's I love her Japanese, you know, I love her Italian um, choices, but they might be choices that other people have, but just the way they're curated and she doesn't mm-hmm. overbuy and you don't, you don't have to peel apart the racks to find things and everything, mm-hmm. everything 
in that store says buy me you know and 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 you do i yeah it's funny you say that because i've I've been in that store a few times just because i i it looked good you know what i mean from the street yeah and it does i can tell that you shop there if that makes sense after being there a couple times but it is can you explain the name because it's very confusing to me well i was i was gonna say this is a if you know the owner of the store this would be a great name for your korean uh, pasta restaurant, your Koreatown <laughs> yeah. pasta that's restaurant, true. right? That's yes. true. That's true. Well, you know what's funny? I just, what, you just made me think of this. When I first started shopping there, and this is years ago, 20 more years ago, 25 years ago, I would get denied by my credit card company all the time because they couldn't imagine somebody was spending that much money at a noodle store. <laughs> <laughs> 3800 on on ramen? Yeah, I mean, exactly. you know David Chang. What's going on here? <laughs> We're flagging it. But she's she's Korean and okay. um Noodle Stories is a yeah, she you know, I've asked her a million times and I knew, but it's like a little it's not like a fairy tale or it's not like a or it's a type of little story. So I wonder if it's like okay. jingles or it is something but like a like a little limerick or something? Something like that, a noodle story or it's a yeah, it's Something like that. Now I'm ashamed that I can't remember what because she's told me and told millions of people that asked. <laughs> do you li- do you live in Hancock? Do you live in Hancock Park? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you live right near the restaurants. I live on Van Ness. Yeah. I live on the last street possible that I'm glad to brag and say, Oh yes, I live in Hancock Park. The next Oh, that's a n- something else. That's a good trick. What yeah, what would you call the next? Then what's right what's what's bordering you then? So well, and it's not like Hancock Park is just a a, a noticeable name that people know to a, a certain geographic area, but really it's Windsor Square. Mm-hmm. So there's like Hancock Park, Larchmont Village, they're all different, you know, streets. I'm Windsor Square and I am the last street in Windsor Square. What do you what do you think about the changing face of of Larchmont? Can't get a parking spot, you know what I'm saying? You can't get a parking space. But you have 25 choices of what coffee you want to drink. I mean, how many more coffee places? <laughs> well, it's it's look, I I have I take more of an offense to the Levon fucking scone cookie personally but i i the the coffee choices are abundant i would say i mean no one's going to groundworks though come on that doesn't count oh i go to go get them yeah of course you you do of course you do um you know that the 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 coffee and ice cream there's three Mm -hmm. you know gelato slash ice cream places that's a lot salt and straw all that shit and bacio uh Something Baccio. It's Kiss of Something. It has two names, though. Mm, but mm-hmm. Levan Cookie Place, it's open until, I believe, 11. And Because I drive by every single night, and I'd like to see how a business is on the street. Mm-hmm. Oh, I am opening on that street, too, I should say. <laughs> Damn, Gina. I'll tell you what I'm opening. But it's there's always a crowd in there. Mm-hmm. No, it's in New York. It's insane. The one in New York is, like, yeah. lying out the door all now the Now that they legalize marijuana, 11 p.m. is prime cookie eating time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that wow. that has something to do with it. I I just find those cookie because I'm a big dessert head, um, and I love mm-hmm. a baked good. And I tried those finally after years because I walked by once and there was no line, and I got like three or four different ones. And I I didn't oh, wow. I just didn't realize I didn't eat all of them. Nancy, relax. But I just didn't know if I didn't realize <laughs> they're large. I didn't realize that they were just scones. Like that's literally. I mean, I know there's probably it's a, a, it's a knife and fork. Yeah, it's a technique. I, I like a more regular sized cookie maybe even a little crispy if i have to be honest uh-huh. um so i i was i was i was taken aback by the popularity after yeah, i tried very them. popular but i'm opening up do you know who phil rosenthal is yeah of course yeah okay somebody feed phil 
And that's his show. And he was the creator of Everyone Loves Raymond. Known foodie. <clears throat> yeah, Phil don't have to work much. Phil doesn't have to work much. <laughs> Phil, <laughs> Phil Rosenthal decided, and he is a um, an investor of all my restaurants, and he's an in investor of many other people's restaurants. Because that's sort of his passion. His passion is food. And he and money. loves to help people do what they want to do. But he wants his own restaurant that he wants to name after his parents who... Uh, are no longer alive, um, Max and Max and Helen. Okay, so he not only wanted to honor them with a diner, but he himself wants a place that from seven o'clock in the morning till nine o'clock in the evening, he can go in and order an open face turkey sandwich with mashed potatoes and gravy. <laughs> and so if he wants to have that, and it's not available. The only alternative is to open your own. So he's opening up a at the old, it was called Le Petit Greek. It's a little space there. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to help the menu. And, oh, that's and, fun. And that. Okay, that seems like a light lift for you. But see, I don't really know what a diner is because I'm from Los Angeles. So I know what a coffee shop is. Yeah, no, a diner is, so, is I know East what Coast. what a Jewish deli is. But I don't know really what like what's the difference between a diner and a coffee shop. And a I Jewish actually hate. I actually don't really like diners. They're romanticized on the East Coast too much as a place where like you would go in high school and like drink coffee and like sit there with your friends. I think a di you know? diner vibe is Swingers, Fred sixty two, Cafe one hundred one. Those are kind but of our LA. But diners. Aren't those coffee shops? No, those are diners. Eh. Those those are diners. Well, I I just think that the traditional one to me is like a East Coast kind of like tri-state area. Yeah, me too. Yeah, you, you go get a patty melt, some onion rings, a cup of coffee. Yeah, but you can get that at Swingers also. Now, I, you know, the New Yorker just did, uh, not just, but maybe in the last couple months, did a, a, a very interesting little um, article. They, or, you know, a writer did a, very, a great piece on diners and what she was saying because it was a was it uh, hannah was it hannah goldfield i don't think it was hannah because she does the reviews i think it was actually a piece okay like a long form yeah but one page long form yeah but it wasn't a review of a specific place and what she was saying was this what's a diner okay the popularity of diners now but in actuality she said and she says she's very nostalgic for the diners but in actuality she said two really what definite components of a diner one is there never should be a line. Mm. And the second thing is food should never be great. <laughs> okay, I like that. I like that. I like where we're going. Oh, and I told Phil that and he was like, uh, <laughs> I don't I want a line and I want the food to be great. But I thought that was interesting. Like, so her objection was to all these sort of gourmet diners, right? Yeah. That you don't want. But I think you sort of do want. Like, why would you not want a better version of scrambled eggs like why did the scrambled eggs have to be brown <laughs> and overcooked and flat top instead of yeah have scrambled eggs and bacon but why can't they be perfectly cooked i agree with you i, I soft i agree with eggs, you, you know? it, i think it depends on the dish and and you know how long it takes to whip something up obviously a scrambled egg all the minute is easy but yeah and not a 25 dollar version and no truffles or anything that i'm not saying that <laughs> but don't you want to kind of like slightly better yeah but she was adamant 
it shouldn't be it shouldn't be better than good. Mm, mm, I, mm. I I I back that. I think I think the the magic of the diner is you want to you want the food to come out a little faster than it should. Yeah. And you kind of want it now, and you're ready, and you want to get in, get out, and leave, good and point. and you're willing to sort of sacrifice ten percent of quality. Yeah, you can do that, but I guess what? Yeah, you can do that. So then, when you are say creating the food and you make something like you scrambled eggs, what do you do? And you say, "Ooh, these are too good." Down it a little. Yeah, make them a little <laughs> yeah. worse. Let's let's get. I'm too good at making <laughs> eggs. We got to tone this yeah. down. We got to fire this guy. He's too good. Yeah, He's too exactly. good back there. Yeah. These cage free eggs cool. are too delicious. Let's get some smart and final shitty eggs in here. Let's get some Cisco eggs. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't. I mean, I guess that growing up in the South, our diner was Waffle House. Yeah, you know, which isn't a exactly. diner. Isn't a diner really? But it has the same con- conventions as a diner. You know, it's got a counter. Yeah, it's got like bad bad breakfast leaning food so that's kind of when what you i Google diner, you, you get waffle house comes up interesting, now, interesting. there was a coffee shop because they called it a coffee shop when i was growing up here it was called ships ships great name and it was on la cienega and i don't know what say pico or olympic or something like that and there was a second one in westwood a uh, much long much mm-hmm. after the first and they had a toaster on the table, but they made something called a ship-shaped burger, which was just a patty melt, but they called it a ship-shaped burger. And they ground their meat fresh every day. Mm. And I still taste that patty melt. That still, for me, is the bar of all patty melts, is that ship-shaped mm. burger. But see, they called it a coffee shop. It was called Ship's Coffee Shop. And it had a Wonderful neon sign. This feels like an LA difference, honestly, to me. I think it, I think it really is the same thing, but I think LA called it. Yeah, something Yeah, I think different. it's the same thing. Just cement, just the cement. Well, let's say this on the East Coast or in Atlanta, and maybe that is the East Coast. Is it was there anything called a coffee shop, or did you only have diners? There was only diners. There's a Jewish deli or two, but okay. mostly, yeah. I mean, mostly. So maybe that's it. Diner. When Phil says a diner, he means a coffee shop. Then yes, I think. I mean, I call because a coffee shop, a coffee shop where you can get breakfast all day, right? Yeah, yeah. You got to have breakfast all day. Yeah, I mean, I'm a I'm a breakfast all day. I would eat breakfast sure. for lunch yeah. every day if I could. But yeah. over here in Korea, it's a little tough. Get a nice shitty bagel. Well, speaking speaking of a nice neon sign shitty over there, bagel. I want to. I'm gonna get. Have you ever been to um Courage Bagels? Of course. I haven't. I refused. I refused to go. Why? Because you didn't like the line. No, I'm not waiting in line for a fucking bagel. Like I'm just not doing. Oh, it. Oh, come over. I'll get you one. <laughs> they are. <Okay. laughs> fantastic bagels no i'm sure i'm sure they're just that good they're just that good so like what do you do when you boycott when you boycott a bagel place which by the way hurts nobody but yourself then what do you (laughs) sam's bagel and or where do you go then he has water for breakfast so it doesn't really apply to him you have an english muffin no oh an english muffin sounds good no i love bagels i just i i live i live you know most of the time in new york city and i'm good like i get my fill in new york i think and i don't need to go to one of the worst blocks in la and wait in line at seven in the morning well i'm going to try to get those bagels they're delicious i think you can skip the line nancy i mean if i can skip it you can skip it but i want it he doesn't wholesale and i have to convince him that i need those bagels see and then you would say i'm not going to this to max and helen's because their bagels are too good yes exactly yeah exactly (laughs) the the bagels over there are too good i can't i cannot patronize that cursed place okay well i mean i what is your take on the milkshake oh speaking of diners so that's another thing it's like i feel like you know growing up 
I didn't go to coffee shops with my parents. Well, I shouldn't say that. We went to one in Los in the San Fernando Valley. It was called Dupar's. Classic. And my dad went Dupar's. Yes. But I wasn't like I wasn't brought up on milkshakes and things like that. I never had them. I think I had my first ice cream sundae at Baskin Robbins when I was um, like 13 years old, and my friends that took me were horrified that I had never had a sundae before because <laughs> I wasn't allowed to eat sugar really. So, so I don't have that milkshake desire. I mean, it's a good thing. No, no, no. I love them. I love the idea. What I don't like about them like now is it just like I wouldn't like Coke. I don't want to drink my calories. Mm -hmm. However, I think it's really important to get the right one. So I did order to start practicing and I will because it's got to have the right thickness in the straw. It can't be so thick you can't get it through the straw, Mm. but obviously not water. It's got to be cold. Mm. But I got what I think are the two components that are going to make it better than maybe not giving any thought to it. And one is I bought um, Fox's You Bet syrup for the chocolate rather than like Hershey's syrup. Mm -hmm. And then I bought um, Horlick's malt rather than than Carnation because I know it's, you know, I know Horlick's malt products. And I am going to experiment. Okay, so you're going to be in the lab experimenting with some milkshake. Yeah, yeah. All the old people of Los Angeles are rejoicing right now when when they hear you say these words because young people don't know any of the things that you're talking about right yeah, now. Yeah, Liz, our chef here, by the way, who is Korean, and she's young in the sense that she's almost 40. She never heard of Horlicks and never heard of Foxes, you bet. I, I mean, I've never I've never heard of it. I mean, I've, I've, I've sort of heard of it, and I'm, I'm very much into food, but it's, it's a little before our generation. Yeah. Which is fine. Um, yeah. Speaking, you, you mentioned neon signs. I wanted to know why chefs feel the need to have a shitty neon sign inside of their restaurant. Um, I don't know because it's like what what else what they need to have um fake vintage metal signs too with that, you know there won't be a neon like like when you see a like a message written like a like a text like in a handwriting or something like that you've yeah. seen it before I th- I think uh, the yeah. Casa Maria Luigia has that sign when you enter in the lobby and I think Funky has one as well yeah it's it's a it's something that needs to change yeah what what is it the investors that you have to appease them what do you think it might be yeah well also um the you know again it's that trend you know you see it somewhere and maybe the first time you see it it's like oh that's a throwback that is cool and then but it's the same as like when did the ampersand become so popular (laughs) (laughs) that's a great question that feels like interesting that feels like that feels like something we have to blame on the graphic design community i feel like they began using it as as a as a tool versus a well i I feel like the ampersand but that's true i agree with that chris i feel like the ampersand sort of came around the same time where restaurants had to be called a word and a word or something involving provision house. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like this is an eating place establishment and you have to say the year that it was built, you know, 2019 Uh eating house and shop. Yeah. (laughs) S-H-O-P-P-E. Yeah. Um, We just, we just have small larder essentials. (laughs) They're all locally sourced, of course. (laughs) Um, Yeah. That's, I can't wait till you open (laughs) Nancy's larder. Um and shop. I think that's you can have that one for free. Oh, thank you. How do you spell shop again? S H O P P E. Like an apothecary. Come on. In in the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, like yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> ye old, ye old, ye old. Yeah, ye old. <laughs> Where you go get your uni- unicycle repaired or something like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what do you remember the the last person you comped a meal for? The last person I comped a meal for? Yeah. The last person I comped a meal for was the night before last, and that was for 
Alessandro. Alessandro has a little uh, sandwich shop in Florence called Eno. Mm-hmm. And um, Alessandro and I did an event together at Ojai Valley Inn. Mm. He made sandwiches from Eno and gave a little sandwich de- demonstration. And I made sandwich cookies and a sandwich salad. <laughs> and um, <laughs> He came back to L.A. and he came into the pizzeria for dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, fabulous, okay. Fabulous. Fo- follow up question: What is a pizza sandwich? Is that just kind of no a salad sandwich? Oh, salad sandwich. Salad okay, okay. sandwich. A salad sandwich is a stacked iceberg wedge. So instead of it being cut into a wedge, it's a baby head of um iceberg that's cut horizontally and stacked like a sandwich that sounds pretty good protein style yes protein style speaking of what's your in and out order nancy we're in the lightning round now if you couldn't tell we are in the lightning (laughs) round and that i have never gone to physically myself gone to an in and out burger and yes i have had a bite of one and that's because they they um somebody brought them back to work one time or we used to buy in and out for the staff when they did a good job because they love in and out and mm-hmm. my feeling about in and out is i don't get it but there's certain <laughs> things i don't get because there's two things that are really important to me one is the grind of the meat and the flavor of the meat i like a meat a meat that is um coarse the ground mm-hmm. that is loose kind of packed together and this goes back to the days of ship shape by the way mm-hmm. and that it has a component of dry age in it because oh. i like a certain bit of funkiness so i taste the beefiness of the patty um i know that smash burgers and we do do a version of smash burgers that are um, at spaca on monday and tuesday nights mm-hmm. um and they're very popular i prefer a larger patty with the option of getting it cooked very, very, very rare. And um, mm. that you get it at In-N-Out. And then from there, I like my tomato to be carefully chosen. It tastes like a tomato. <laughs> I like more pickles and a certain pickle than the pickle they put on. I mean, I can go on and on. I like my spicy Calabrian mm. spread mayonnaise I put on rather than their secret sauce. So it's like... Mm-hmm. I, I don't get it. Is the best burger in LA then the one is that the one that you make at your house? Or is there a restaurant that's able to uh check all these boxes for you, give you a thick patty so you can get a good sear on it, but it's still rare in the middle, all that stuff, or is it just you at your house? I um well I do I do like them at my house. I have to say I am partial because I get it seasoned the way I want. You know, I get again the pickle I want. Mm-hmm. Um so I would say that, but where else do I love them? I'm I'm just trying to think off the top of my head in LA because it, it's it's not that I go to restaurants all the time and get yeah. hamburgers, although I love hamburgers, but like in New York, Minetta Tavern, that's a great Yeah, the Minetta burger, that's one of uh my wife and my favorite favorite things whenever we go to new york we have to go get the burger it's just what you do yeah. and jg mellon burger is also a really good one in new york yep i'm sure you've had that something about it yep okay yep. beautiful yep, yep um yeah i wanted to know your thoughts um you've you've been making and eating bread and pasta your whole life but you've managed to achieve a a you've been snatched this whole time what is your secret to staying trim and consuming all of this stuff in a gluten-free world that we're living in? Well, you know, I, I think that probably if I had to say what that is, is that I don't overeat. So yes, I taste everything, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily finish everything. 
Mama knows when to stop. Yeah, bread and butter. No, bread and butter is really hard. Bread and butter. Oh, you put a loaf. You put a loaf of sourdough in front of me. It's yeah. game Doesn't over. Get better I than can't. That. I don't have that kind of willpower. Yeah. Well, Chris, Chris has. You know, maybe you can do the thing where you you accidentally, quote unquote, pour your diet coke all over the food and it ruins. You can't eat the bread anymore because <laughs> yeah, you spilled yeah, on something yeah, like that, course. right? Yeah. Oop, oopsie. Oopsie. Um, Nancy, are there any people that? order things from you from the restaurant directly that is maybe off menu like a, a cool celebrity friend or a close friend where you have to like make them a special thing that is not normally on the menu for the to the, the the average customer you know off the top of my head the only thing that comes to mind is because we have these three restaurants you know next to each other a close friend say more than say a celebrity, but say a close friend that's eating at one of the restaurants, but really wants one thing from the other, I will tend to sneak them that other thing, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, I've had the pleasure of enjoying that one time when I was eating dinner with redacted, but we, we were able to get martinis at Kispaka one time and I won't tell anyone that. Oh, wow. <laughs> what a privilege. <laughs> that is a privilege. I don't think I have that power to do that's above my pay grade yeah i know this guy jason he said i could get a martini yeah, here yeah. is that true well, or okay. doesn't i want to be able to do it mm -hmm. well you know you do a deal with street green and then we'll make it happen nancy yeah okay thanks. <laughs> just kidding oh. i did invest i did invest though you know i did um invest with their uh whatever you call it what do you call it an ip something. stock the ipo yeah I IPO'd them. Mm -hmm. You're on the <laughs> you're on the ground you're on the ground floor of of big salad. Yeah. And we like that about you. Yeah. Um. Have you ever done any cooking for award shows? I know you you said you were at Spago a while ago, and I know he does a lot of that stuff like that. But have you ever had to do anything like that, or had the privilege of doing something like that for award shows? Yeah. So, uh, you know, and that's only because certain you know shows have used a restaurant as their as their self. canteen yes. post post victory we we come over to you yeah so um what's the last kind of celebrity thing the last kind of celebrity thing was a, about a week ago ish when was the when were the grammys yeah a couple weeks ago it was like two two yeah, two weeks ago or so yeah so we had two um dinners that we hosted both was the night before mm -hmm. one was for a record late of course you're going to ask me who were the stars oh there's one guy that eats here all the time now what's his name I want to say, like, the, it, in his name is, like, a big or fat or something. <laughs> he was up for a uh, Grammy. Uh, uh, jelly Roll? No. Big pun. Killer Mike? Was it Killer yes. Mike? Yes, Killer Mike. Well, there's no fat in there. Sorry. Well, Killer it, Mike, it, yes. there's, a, there's, a reason, there's a reason your head went there, Nancy, and okay. it's not because he's so slim. Okay, but he's a, he's a good customer. <laughs> he, he was killing them breadsticks is what we're saying. Yeah, <laughs> Killer Mike and Killer Mike's label because there was somebody else. They had a they they bought out the Osteria, but we catered mm. a big pre party at um for Spotify. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Oh, nice. Okay, okay. So you, you're getting that streaming platform money. And then you're going to ask me who performed, and of course, all I can say is, oh, he's really famous, and he was up for the top record. What would he be? Who would that be? Oh, piano. Uh, oh. oh. Drop some names. P piano, like that. I think. <laughs> um, John Baptiste. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Boom. Got it. He took nice work, Jason. He tickled the keys. That's yes. nice. So they, they they put a piano in. Where was this though? This was at a um. It's a new space that has not been complete yet, but mm. almost completed. It's a fantastic space. It was an old. What, what what did they do there? Some kind of manufacturing of something. It's enormous. Do you know a place called the San Vicente Bungalows? Oh, yeah. yeah. Chris is a member. Okay. So they want to make it the equivalent of the San Vicente Bungalows for the music industry. Where is mm. it, Nancy? Where is it? It's in Hollywood. Interesting. I feel like I've heard something about this, maybe. And but. it's just, it's not, this was the first event they had there and only... It's only finished like three quarters of the way, but it's very, very impressive what they've done there. Nice. And Spotify put a lot of money into this event. Yeah, Spotify puts a lot of money into a lot of things. Less podcasts nowadays, unfortunately, but yes, I'm glad they had a great party. <laughs> yeah, that's funny you said that because my daughter used to work up until December for, well, it's whatever the, the part of the company that was called Spotify Chernin or Chernin Spotify, mm. where it had something to do with, you know, um, utilizing um content mm. and the whole podcast part of it and they've kind of dissolved that part of mm. it as you said yeah so no longer for spotify but up until december she worked for spotify the rich get richer so there is a chance that your daughter has listened to our podcast then at least i'm gonna ask her what's the name of your podcast <laughs> it's called how long gone gong g-o-n-g g-o-n-e g-o-n-e how long gone? Yeah. How long gone? I'm going to ask her. Like the radicchio's all gone. <laughs> yeah. That kind of, she used it in Shut a up. sentence. <laughs> oh, now, oh, you brought it down to my terms. Now I can relate to it. Yeah, we have to, we have to kind of bring it down to your terms. Luckily, we... I know everything about food and podcasting. So I'm, I'm a per, huh. if I, if only I was a teen, you could hire me to sort of navigate you through life. So wait, tell me the name of the podcast again. How long gone? How long gone? Actually, I reached out to Ruth Rachel uh, a while ago to see if she wanted to come on this podcast, and she politely declined. So, Ruth, if you're listening, suck it. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Let's see. I'll tell her not to. I'll tell her to rethink. <laughs> Thank you. But I wonder. She's like these guys I are if monsters. Wonder it has anything to do with. <laughs> no, she doesn't have another podcast. She has print. She has some new. Yeah, oh, I see. Oh, I see. Yeah, I, I I listened to her on um, Julie Julia Louis Dreyfus's podcast, and yes. she was really she was a really good guest on that episode. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I'll I'll remind her that you're uh, really fun to talk to, and it's not like the. It's not like the other pods. I don't think you asked me. Yeah, it's not the. Yeah, idea. we're not like, like those other boring. guys. Yeah, we don't we don't <laughs> ask boring, stupid questions, but. Also, on the other side of the coin, we don't ask you about the thing that you're on the show to try and plug. Um, so that is all the time for you, Nancy. Thank you so much for stopping. No, so the so the book um, the book is out when the book came out in November. In November, by the way, it also is my first book out of eleven that was on the New York Times bestseller. Oh, congratulations. And you know what? That's a big thing. I didn't realize. I mean, I knew That's I was ever on it, but I didn't realize how much clout it gives you. For, for instance, right away they called me and they do a column called In the Know or something. I don't mm -hmm. know. Whatever it is, mm -hmm. they interview people that are on the New York Times bestseller, but that was like that was immediate. But also, the publisher also already wants to know, okay, what's the next book? Once you're on the New York Times book, you've got to get a book out really fast right after it. It's like, really? 
I just <laughs> I just did a book. Leave me alone. I want to do anything but make a book. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly, exactly. Okay, the book is out, uh, and we can eat at all of your fine dining establishments all over the greater Los Angeles yes, area, even in, even in Saudi Arabia. Yep, or, or Singapore, or Singapore, London, or Mexico. Singapore. Soon to be... Wow. Lanai and um, Washington D.C. Let's go. Damn. Move over, Nobu. Yeah, yeah. the empire. The empire is expanding. Yeah, um, all right, well, four to Nobu's. Like I don't know how many, two hundred <laughs> something. One hundred and four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No more. Uh, he's on Mars. He's on the moon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's the first sushi place on the moon. But he, he but he can't make a budino like you. That's right. <laughs> Uh, no, but thank you, Nancy. Uh, we've been fans for a long time, and I'll, I'll see you at, at Moza for some mozzarella. Well, I would love to meet you in person. Yes, for sure. We can set it up. Hey, and bring a, bring a Coke with you, okay? I don't care about cocaine anymore, but bring that Diet Coke. I'm curious. <laughs> okay, no, I'll bring you, the, I'll bring you the, the, new, the new flavor. That's my gift to you. Oh, great gift. And I'll slip you something you, of either that martini at Kisbaka or one of the forbidden dishes in one of the restaurants okay forbidden dish sounds great that for, forbidden dish sounds like a new coca-cola flavor all right nancy thank you for joining us <laughs> uh, we'll talk to you soon okay. Bye.